Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 102. John and Wendy talk to Amy Curtis. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How's it going, John? Wendy, I'm great. Great news for the month of February. We are so excited to announce that we are partnered with Humoriso for Yay! the month. So we really appreciate John Baldino and his team yes. working with thank us. You, John. And yes, thank you so much to John and the whole team at Humoriso. Mm-hmm. We'll be working with them throughout the month and, and sharing some of the stuff they've got going on. Super excited to to be working with John in that way. Yes. The other thing we need to talk about very briefly is, believe it or not, with this doubling up the chats, we're already at the next monthly chat. Or the, it's the, pretty the, much going to be all of chat. our yeah. It's pretty, pretty every much other be show. Our banter. Yeah, it's every our other banter show from now is, on, yeah. right? Every other show is going to be about <laughs> what chat's going on. I am very happy though about this one. Excited about it. Yeah. Uh, we're partnering with our pal Tracy Sponenberg to talk about HR tech. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think Tracy's story, I don't know if she really talked about it on the show, but she certainly talked a lot about out on social and in different places about her aversion to tech at one point and then how mm-hmm. she embraced it. So I think having her on to talk about HR tech implementation, I can't think of a better person to do it because oh, she's got definitely. that perspective. We're going to Just- we're going to be talking HR tech and. I, you know, right and there's, there's so much change going on um, from the HR perspective. And I think a lot of people are um, have either recently done implementations or talking about it or thinking about it, or um, I'm happy we're not in the middle of it anymore. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we're done for now. Um, <laughs> they keep talking about more and more, but that's okay. Um, but I think it's always good to talk about and kind of take you know, share those lessons learned and how to make it easier on people because it's just, it's something that's crucial to the success in your organization and the success of your employees. So I think uh, HR needs to be involved in a lot of that and we need to lead the way on doing it well. We always talk about change being constant. And like you said, HR mm-hmm. tech, it seems, you know, just in the bit of time we've been doing it, even in the two years we've been doing this show now, right? you see how much has changed and continues to morph and how many more pieces and parts and tools and tricks and all these things that are out there. So it should be a really great conversation and really appreciate Tracy raising her hand to say she wanted to be one of the folks to help us out. Yep. Thank you, Tracy. I'm really excited about tonight's guest too. And it's fun because I think, (laughs) I think other than John Cates and I'm, I'm, yeah, I think this is the third, the second time rather that we'll have three people with Richmond connections on the show. I think, Okay. Because when I when I met Amy in person, I think it was last year at Sherm. At some point, she stopped me and kind of said, "Hey, you know, by the way, I lived in Virginia," and I didn't realize, like, "Oh, yeah, she was, you know, here and like went to school here." And oh, super wow. fun. So, How yeah, did I, I not know that. Well, we're that's why we're doing it now. So, that's surprise, Wendy. Yay, but no. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna let you introduce Amy, and we will get going. Well, that's fantastic. I love that we have that connection that I didn't know about. So um, the next time we're in in person, we'll have to talk about our Richmond stuff. So Amy is the Director of HR Operations with Connections Health Solutions, a behavioral health care provider that specializes in helping those in crisis. She spent three years as a counselor and several months as the Administrative Services Manager at the Urgent Psychiatric Care Center in Phoenix before joining the HR team. Her favorite part about her role has been the development of all the infrastructure, policies, and procedures to create an HR team that is a true strategic partner for the company. She enjoys employee relations, organizational design, and development, and the legal and compliance parts of HR. 
Well, Amy, welcome to the show. So excited to have you here tonight. Our first question is what's Thank in your you glass? Thank you for having me. Excited. Yes. Um, well, since I'm still at the office, um, I would prefer to have a glass of wine, but I just have water for right now. So, If you had a glass of wine, what would you be having? It would be a red, maybe a cab. I found a really cute local um, wine shop and they call it the Hidden Track Wine Shop. And it's based on like hidden tracks on a CD or an, an album. Oh, that's great. Nice. So they try Very to cool. find like hidden and small wineries and different kinds of vintage things. And there's always something different. Nice. And so um, they have a great little wine club. And so I always try all kinds of different things, but I prefer reds and, you know, any kind of blend or something. So that's what I would be having if I were at home, <laughs> but not at the office, unfortunately. I love, it. I love it. I think it's fair to say that's one of the most imaginative stores names of any kind, much less a wine shop, but that's well, very, sure. very cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, really, I, really, I like that a lot. Well, my first thought honestly was um, that's going to date us a little bit mm -hmm. hidden tracks because mm -hmm. can you have a hidden track on a digital album? I, I Sometimes. I, 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 well, yeah, you could if it was long enough. In other that's words, true. you that's make true. the tune 20 minutes long and yeah. verse five minutes and there's a gap. You, yeah. So in that's theory, true. You, could, you could. But quite honestly, you got to be old enough to drink wine anyway. Hey, kids, if you're not 21, you're listening <laughs> to the show, don't drink. If you're in the United States anyway, it's not, yeah. not allowed here. But yeah, what, anyway, Amy, we know what you're doing now. How in the world did you get your start in human resources? I kind of fell into it like a lot of people did. Um, I was working for the company and the company had outsourced HR to a PEO and they, they we were growing. And so they wanted to bring HR internally and we were going through an implementation with ADP at the time. And we had a department of an HR department of one at the time. And she was just struggling to get the managers on board and to get everyone on board. Um, and just, just with some of the different things. And I just, because I like to get my hands in everything, she and I were talking a lot. And one day, and I don't know what possessed me to say it. I just think a little voice inside my set head said, you need to say this to Jill. And so I said, you know, I've always been interested in HR. And she said, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> and so within <laughs> a couple weeks, um, she had, you know, stolen me away from the management role I was in and brought me on. And, you know, I we were building a department from the ground up. So everything I learned, I was learning on the job. And just like everything else I've done in my career, it was, I went all in. So it was, where can I learn stuff? Where can I get information? How can I figure all this stuff out? How can I, where do I go for anything? Um, and so I just jumped right in. And my background as a therapist and a clinician, I understood the operation of the company. So I already understood how a lot of things worked. And it was just a matter of taking and learning that HR piece. And um, I had relationships with people already. And it was just about just changing and navigating those a little bit differently. Starting out as a therapist mm -hmm. is interesting for an HR yes. person, for yes. sure. <laughs> yeah. how has, talk to us a little bit about how that background has been helpful in practicing HR. Well, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty amazing, especially the more that I get into the employee relations piece and the leadership piece of what I'm doing now. I started off 
when I decided I was going to be a counselor and get my my master's in counseling, I at the time I wanted to be a guidance, like to work in a school and be a guidance school counselor. And I had to do an internship in grad school and I was at a crisis center and I walked in there and it's staffed 24 seven. And I was like, these are my people <laughs> because mm-hmm. it takes a unique personality to do crisis work because you're working with people, the sickest of the sick. And I just fell in love with this crisis idea of being able to help somebody gather information, make a decision and move on to the next thing. And so my whole career as a therapist, I was always doing emergency and crisis intervention, that kind of thing. And so what I've learned from that is the skills that I've learned by doing that is I'm really good at reading a situation, reading people, asking the right questions, gathering information, and then making a decision. And that's where I think that I've been able to employ relations issues or if I'm doing an investigation, I can look at all the information that I have and then put it together in a way that makes sense because that's what I've been trained to do for so long. Reading people and, you know, kind of understanding human dynamics and understanding the whole person that was all the therapist stuff. And that was all the stuff that, that, I mean, it, it helps me because all of our employees are people, everybody has their own stuff. And so, you know, a lot of time it's just about being a good active listener and asking the right questions. And so those are all things that I was trained to do that I use every day. Let's expand on that a little bit. So okay. You mentioned when you made that move to HR, mm-hmm. you said you were all in mm-hmm. and, and you have this background where you, you really teaches you how to question and, and mm-hmm. to focus on the on the people piece, which is obviously so important for us. You, you made the move. What keeps you here? What keeps you in the HR side as opposed to potentially going back and, and working with people in that other way? Well, I think honestly, I I got a little burned out, which is the other piece of working in mental health is, and especially in crisis mental health, it's really taxing on It was taxing on me as a human being to constantly be hearing these stories and the situations. And and I'd kind of like there was a point I kind of forgot that there were like normal, healthy people out there. And it was affecting, you know, my my own relationships and my kids. And it's just one of those things like I knew that I needed to break away, but I didn't want to leave the helping perfect like I didn't want to stop helping people. I'm really happy to be working for this company that does what I have done my whole in my whole career, you know, is helping people in crisis and I'm helping people who are doing the work that I used to do. For me right now, it's about my role I see it a lot is removing the barriers and getting stuff out of the way so that the people that work for us can do what they because what they need to do is so much more important than anything else. Um, they've got to have the the focus and the attention. And um, it's really, really important that they can just do their work because it's really, really difficult. I'm sure there's a perspective or an appreciation from the people that you work with that, you know, Wendy and I can't say, oh, yeah, I've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. You know, right. some some of the right. things that we do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really, I'm sure it presents a unique perspective and appreciation for your coworkers and those that you are working with to mm-hmm. get them in the best place. Yeah. How, I guess, how do you help those that are, have that feeling of burnout like you had? How do you help get them through that? 
I think it's about, especially for, because we're a small company that's growing, it's about realizing that there's other opportunities within this company. So if you, you know, I've talked to people, I'm one of a handful of people that have come from other roles into administrative roles. Um, one of uh, my generalists, actually, she started off as somebody who reported to me at the, at the she was a receptionist, a like one of the front office admin people at the facility and she's she has moved into HR too and so i think the managers we all pay attention to what's going on with our employees and help them find other opportunities and so it's the whole succession planning and all of this is stuff that we're working on and developing as our company's growing I, I love that. I, I love that you you have pathways for your employees. Mm -hmm. We're so working can, on it. <laughs> you know, so they can stay with you. And I, I think that's mm -hmm. one of the areas. I know that's something that we're working on where I am is, you know, how to help people see where they can go from here. And I, I've actually used John's website, um, his employment website a little bit because they have those pathways and the different ways that you can move around and through your organization. And I just, I love when people do that. And I think more of us as HR professionals need to, um, need to do that. We need to see that. And only because I'm in TA, <laughs> I'm in talent acquisition <laughs> that we forget that talent acquisition is also internal, mm -hmm. you know, and helping people get around and move. So I love that you're doing that. And I love that you're um, talking about how to, you know, helping them in that way to see where mm -hmm. can they be beneficial and that, that they're still helping people. I'd like to point out very quickly that Wendy's talking about my day job, Day job, website, yeah. not my personal website right, or right, anything right, right. I'm doing with career <laughs> development. Just throwing that out there for those of you that may be confused. Like, what is she talking about? Right. Sorry. John's day job. Um, we'll, you know, we do try to keep those separate, but I have to, I have to say, I, I love how it's set up um, to help people, you know, find those pathways because sometimes you come in and you think, oh, I can only do this where, you know, you could start out as a receptionist and end up you know, in your case as mm -hmm. a therapist, if, you know, if we help people do that. So helping people find where they can be the most, where they can find the most use of their time um, and feel productive and a part of the organization. So I love that. Kudos. So Amy, uh, as someone who is, uh, you know, every industry has their unique challenges and you've been in healthcare for a while. It's kind of been your only industry. Um, since you moved into HR from being a therapist, um, what are some of the key people issues that you see um, for uh, healthcare in 2020? Well, I think that, um, you know, burnout and staying connected and, and all that is always an issue. Healthcare in general, there's a growing shortage of nurses, of um, physicians, and in my field especially, there are fewer and fewer psychiatrists coming out of med school. Wow. Um, so there's a lot more opportunities in the medical field for the, the mid-level. So like a nurse practitioner, or a physician assistant to, to get, and we have several of those kinds of roles, but I think some of those recruiting, and it's also becoming really competitive in terms of compensation, because there's usually different funding streams that limit how much people can get paid. And so, and it's really competitive and there's a lot of people coming up now who want to help people, you know, which is a good thing. There's lots of good companies. There's a lot of competition, but that's one of the things that we're focused on right now is just trying to stay competitive and get the best people working for us. 
curious, do you know why there's that drop in, in terms, I obviously recognize there's a people shortage, you know, just the physical number of people, but particularly you mentioned like psychiatrists, why the move away from that? As I a just study? feel like I, there's fewer available for us to recruit. And a lot of them, a lot of people aren't going into psychiatry and med school or they're going into different different parts. And so it's it's so specialized um, that it's just not a huge, it's not the big thing that everybody wants to go into when they're in med school. It's, you not, know, they, it's not sexy. It's not sexy at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the, what, where people are driven to work, especially in behavioral health, is, is because they either have their own personal experience or they have family experience. I mean, mental health is not any different from any kind of physical health. And we all know somebody and we've all had our own issues. And so it's one of those things that that's really what drives people to work, especially in this field. And so a lot of the work we do too is how do we how do we support those people knowing that, because we have specialized roles that are geared towards people who have their own personal experience, providing sort of peer support um, to the people that we serve. And so there is a unique kind of support and um, guidance that some of these employees need too. I, I'm not sure why. I just think it's probably just not as sexy as, you know, ortho or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, you've seen that. I've seen that in my experience in healthcare that, you know, the um, you go into med school and you want to, you end up specializing in something that's going to make you money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, we don't have people that are in, you know, psychiatric care or even just family med, general med, um, to be able to take care of people on that higher level, um, and not dig so deep. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be one of those areas. I think, mm-hmm. you know, psychiatric care is going to be huge. And hopefully the more we normalize the conversations around mental health, Mm -hmm. hopefully that'll help. Yep. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Humoriso. Humoriso strategizes with companies to develop plans to manage talent, recruit for skill gaps based on employee inventories, assess markets for growth, develop long-range succession plans, and influence a culture of enthusiastic buy-in. They handle all facets of organizational development and provide strategic direction to their clients. Humoriso provides outsourced human resources services, including their flagship HRO plan, which helps businesses save money, increase productivity, and reduce legal risks by providing dedicated HR consulting for compliance, training, performance management, employee relations, workplace management, discipline, and other important HR best practices. To learn more and to schedule a time to speak with a Humoriso consultant, you can visit them at humoriso.com. Thanks again, Humoriso, for sponsoring the HR Social Hour Half Hour podcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. Amy, this is everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. Yay! When you were young... What career did you dream of having? I wanted to be a teacher um, when I was little, but 
I would, and that's what I always said I wanted to do, but probably on like three or four of my report cards as a kid, the teachers would always say, Amy would be an excellent lawyer because she has a strong (laughs) sense of fairness. (laughs) Nice. And so apparently I was always sticking up for the underdog and was always trying to fix all the problems, which again, you know, is is what I do a lot. So, um, but I wanted to be a teacher. And that was actually when I went to school, when I went to Randolph-Macon outside of Richmond, um, is I had um, an education minor. And so I had my teaching license that I graduated with. But then life just took me elsewhere. <laughs> so, As it does. As, as it, it does. does. Yes. Amy, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year you think more people should know? Um, I'm going to say Paul Lalonde. Um, (laughs) I just think that, um, when I met him last summer at, um, at Sherman Vegas and, you know, just the, the connections that I've had with him, I just think he's fantastic and he has such great insights and I feel like he's somebody who is really just coming into, he's just continuing to grow and grow. And I just, I'm just very impressed and glad to to know him. We would second that. Yeah. We would certainly second that. (laughs) Yes, fantastic, fantastic guy. Really, really enjoy um, Paul online and in person. Mm-hmm. So, yep, for sure. So, Amy, a new HR professional asks you for one piece of advice. What do you What do you tell them? Um, I think because I have one working for me, asking a lot of questions, and the other thing I say a lot is um, getting comfortable with the gray, yes. um, because we. You know, we don't we live sometimes in black and white, but we spend a lot of time in the gray and a lot of time gathering and trying to make decisions. And that's it's a hard place to be for some people. And I think that it's sort of you've got to get used to just being there sometimes. You've been running around with Christy Engler, haven't you? (laughs) I think I've heard that that a lot, though. (laughs) Trying to remember who was using that. Trying to remember. Amy, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? I'm just sort of getting my my feet wet in that. Um, one thing I just started doing after I got my um, my certification, I last summer I was helping Sherm with the exam development and being a part of that exam development process. And um, I'm hoping to do some more again this year. So I enjoy doing that. Um, I just finally was able to have some time to join the local SHRM chapter. There's some volunteer opportunities and some other opportunities that I'm looking at um, to start getting more involved in that. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite movie? That's a hard one. Um, I like the hardest question I know, of the night. I know. I like anything. I like good epic stories. You know, I love the whole Marvel stories and all of that, all of the whole Star Wars story. So, I just like any of those that go from start to finish and there's a good, great story in there. Um, but, you know, for most of my life, um, Breakfast at Tiffany's is one of my favorites. Oh, and um, <laughs> that's one of the ones that I can always watch over and over again. Um, and then that one in The Princess Bride. So those are ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> good choice. Yeah. Good choice. How about your favorite musician or band? Okay, that one's even harder. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I joke around a lot that I like music more than I like people. 
which is funny, you know, coming from an HR person. <laughs> That's okay. Um, That's okay. But I, there, there are so many performers that I just, I love seeing. Um, right now, it is um, the Avett brothers, Matt Nathanson, um, Coldplay, and there's somebody else I'm forgetting, but that's, you know, it's just, it's any, anything, anybody that I can see live. Um, and I enjoy doing that. How about a favorite TV show? Um, again, we're going to go with like the epic stories. I was a huge fan of Game of Thrones. Um, any, again, anything that tells a story, I was kind of bummed that that's over now, but um, I was watching, I don't have cable either. So anytime I watch something, I kind of binge it. <laughs> um, so I've been watching um, The Handmaid's Tale and um, some of those. And I was watching This Is Us, and I really want to start watching it again. Um, I had to stop for a while, but um, that's kind of on my list to, to get watching again. We're going to get sponsorship from those <laughs> yeah, people at some point. I know. Oh, my gosh. I, know. You, I think you're now the... 15th person mm -hmm. that's talked mm -hmm. about that show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. People, people love that show. I have not started it. Mm -hmm. um, as much as, you know, as much as I don't mind a good cry in a good yeah. show, I just feel like this is us has a mm -hmm. lot of that. And I don't know that every time I sit down yeah, to watch right. a show, I need to. Right. I, I, I need oh, that, to that was why I stopped time. because I was, you yeah. know, I got to the point where I just like to be entertained. And so right. the, the long, the epic stories are really what I love. No, I have to agree with that. I love a good storyline mm -hmm. and I, I just love a good story. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, I, I, yeah, I enjoy the sitcoms, but um, I do like the, the shows that kind of have that overarching mm -hmm. story to take you from start to finish. Yep. Let me go on record by saying you, you mentioned the Marvel movies. And if you like storytelling like that, go watch Arrested Development if you haven't. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because that, a good one. that is a that is a show the, the first the, the Fox series, the Netflix stuff's marginal. Mm -hmm. But that Fox series yeah. that that had an overarching okay. story from begin at the beginning to end is one of the funniest things ever. Okay. And the Russo brothers came out of there. Okay. And they went on to direct all these Marvel things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, okay. if, if you if you like epic storytelling. I need to watch I think that for a one sitcom, again. Yeah, okay. it is. That's, I need to restart just that the, one. You can watch the Netflix stuff, but if you the watch original. what was the original mm -hmm. series, literally the first episode opening to the last episode end, it's beautiful. Like I, it is, it's one of my favorites of cool. all time. And it's, it is epic storytelling from a comedic awesome. perspective, I believe. <laughs> if you're not watching these epics, if you're not listening to these bands that you can see live, which I do like that idea, or if you're not watching these epic television shows, what else do you like to do outside of work? Well, that's, you know, anything that I can do with my kids, whether it's, I love building Legos with my son. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> He's like, I got a Lego. I'm like, yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's doing that. It's um, here in Phoenix. The hiking is incredible. So getting outside, going for walks, it's just, you know, and I try, I don't have a lot of free time. So I try to capitalize that on spending time with my kids and I'm a huge I like to do things like events. So I'm more of a person, I'm going to save my money and spend it on taking my daughter to a Broadway show when, she, when they're here and taking my son to, to do something, you know, to an event. So anytime I can just do something. <laughs> Finally, Amy, it is Amy Curtis Day all around the world. Yay. What are we doing to celebrate? I think we are at a huge music festival 
And it's like, you know, like, um, we're going to date ourselves again, but like Band-Aid, you know, where it's, yeah. you know, uh-huh. one of those, those things where it's just every, every amazing band is just playing and everybody gets to be there. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I love it. yes, that's, that's what we are doing. And we are eating cheese and wine and crackers and bread <laughs> and, just, you know, just, just enjoying life. Right here, right here. Yep. Yep. You know, Amy, when I thought you said you were going to age us, I thought you were going to say Lollapalooza. If you said the Us Festival, I may have just turned us off. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say Woodstock, so That's we're right. all right. <laughs> well, they had that in 94 and 99, That's right? True. That's you true. Know. They, they tried to reboot it. They tried to reboot it. And you I, I say, though, the th- we should, from now on, anybody talks about it, let's use the Us Festival and see how many people even look at us like, what, what? in the world are they doing? <laughs> We're getting a lot of looks. Yep. Amy, it has been a lot of fun having you with us tonight and so appreciative of your time and taking some time out. I know it's the end of the day for you and hopefully maybe you can get out of there and enjoy that glass of wine this evening. Yes. For those listeners that don't know you or that aren't connected, what's the best way for them to reach out there? Probably right now it's on Twitter at Amy Curtis underscore HR or on LinkedIn are probably the best two places to find me. We will have both of those in the show notes. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you out there? Best way is always on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, second and fourth Sunday of each month, 7 p.m. Eastern time, you will find me on Twitter as part of the HR Social Hour Twitter chat. How about you, John? I want to take a quick minute just to, again, thank Huma Riso for sponsoring this month and this episode. Again, really appreciate John and his team there working with us in this way. If you want to reach me, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Open up the hamburger on the top left-hand side of the screen. You'll see, yes, folks, apparently it's called a hamburger. I learn something new all the time. Thank you, Wendy and Steve Brown. Yeah, open it up. Access to all my notes there. A way to contact me. If you're an international listener, we are going to ask on every episode, please contact us. We'd love to send you a gift and thank you for being part of our community yes. and for continuing to listen. If you're there on the website, listen, or if you go to, well, when you're at the website, listen, rate, review. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place tonight. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Again, Amy, really appreciate being with us. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>